Well, I, as I told you before, we, uh, we have the honor this morning of recognizing Brad Fitch uh, as a deacon and ordaining him this morning. So I want to spend a little bit of time talking about what a deacon is and what we see, how we see, as we track the idea of a deacon through the, old, uh, through the New Testament, we see it grow quite substantially. And so we're going to see that as we walk our way through. The, uh, look, we're going to start with a definition of a deacon. Now, the word deacon comes from the Greek word diakonos. Now, diakonos means servant or minister. It's actually, uh, it's actually translated both ways in the New Testament about 70 times as servant or minister. So uh, there is a Jewish background to the idea of a deacon. Um, it, there was a servant in the synagogue that was called the Hadzan. Now the Hadzan would, was the guy that opened the, the synagogue up before the service. He cleaned up after the service. He put away the scrolls in the right places. If you think in Luke chapter 4 when Jesus comes in and reads from the scroll of Isaiah, he would have rolled that scroll back up and handed it to the Hadzan to be put away. So the, the, the idea of a servant, he cleaned up after the service, he locked the doors afterwards, he did all of the background stuff for the services in a synagogue. So <clears throat> that's kind of the, the Jewish background of the idea of the servant in the church. But as we get into the New Testament, it's clearly it becomes a, a, a ministry position. It's not just the guy that cleans up. It's not just the guy that opens the doors. It becomes a ministry position. So we're going to go back. I know we studied it a, a, a few weeks ago, but we're going to go back to Acts chapter 6. If you want to open your Bibles, Acts chapter 6. And we're going to read the, the first seven verses of that. Again, Acts chapter 6, starting in verse 1. In those days, as the disciples were increasing in number, there arose a complaint by the Hellenistic Jews about the Hebraic Jews that their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution. The twelve summoned the whole company of the disciples and said, it would not be right for us to give up preaching the word of God to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, select from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the spirit and wisdom, who, can appoint, who you can appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. This proposal pleased the whole company, so they chose Stephan, a man of full of faith and Holy Spirit, and Philip and Prochorus and Nicanor and Timon, Parmenas, Nicholas, a, con a convert from Antioch. They had them stand before the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. So the word of God spread. The disciples in Jerusalem increased greatly in number, and a large group of priests became obedient to the faith. So what we see is the qualifications of a, a deacon, and we really see how it all begins here. Now, as I said, we studied this a couple of weeks ago. And we talked about how this is a new problem that required a new solution. And so they came up with a new solution. They came up with the idea of this hadzan, 
that would be a servant of the, of the people of the church. So it had a similar, similar to the background of, of the Jewish Hadzan. But it, you can see the element of ministry already here because look at the qualifications. It says, men from among you who are f- known to be full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Because deacon ministry, like all ministry, deacon ministry is, is a ministry of example. We look to these people for the way we should go. Now it says to choose from among us men already serving the church, already in the church. That's, uh, that's why we chose Brad. Uh, the deacons and I uh, talked about Brad and about the, the, the men's Bible study that, that is going on now that Brad leads. We see these qualifications in Brad. He's already serving. And the fruit of the spirit and wisdom is already there. We see the fruit of that. And then it's, it's, we see the ordination. We see them literally praying and laying hands on them. And that's what this service today is about. We're going to be laying hands on Brad and Ashley today and ordaining them into this ministry. The laying on of hands while you pray goes all the way back into the Old Testament. And in the Old Testament, it was a recognition It was a recognition of the call of God on someone's life. It was done for kings. It was done for priests. It was done for prophets. They they did this to recognize the call of God on somebody's life. We're going to do that today with Brad. We're going to recognize the call of God on his life. And then as we, we continue through the book of Acts, we see it consistently in the book of Acts, setting someone apart. That's what's happening here. Stephan and, and Philip and the, and the Caner, the rest of them are being set apart for this ministry to the, to the Jews, to the Hebraic Jews. So we see, see the laying on of hands and praying, this ordination as a setting apart for service. All of that is what we're going to do with Brad today. And we see the, the, how we see the results of all this. It says, so the word of God spread and the disciples in Jerusalem increased greatly. We can expect our ministries to to spread, to increase, because we are recognizing the call of God on Brad's life. We can expect that that our ministries will increase. When When you spread the workload of ministry, then you spread the word of God, and you spread... The, the, the gospel to new places. That's what happened in, in Acts. It's still what happens when we recognize a deacon and ordain a deacon here. Now, we also saw, we, as, as we studied, we saw Stephen and then we saw Philip, both of them preaching and, and presenting the gospel. So already, this, this Hadzan, this servant, is starting to have a ministry flair because Stephen and, and, and Philip, they both are preaching now. So we see the, the beginning of a ministry here. This is really the beginning of the deacons in the Christian church. 
And, and as we go through the, old, the New Testament, we see that position grow. And it becomes much more of a ministry position as we continue. So let's look at 1 Timothy 3. First Timothy, in 1 Timothy 3, we have what Paul would call the qualifications of a, a deacon in this letter that he writes to Timothy. And it starts in verse 8 of chapter 3. It says, Deacons likewise should be worthy of respect, not hypocritical, not drinking a lot of wine, not greedy for money, holding the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. They must also be tested first. If they prove blameless, then they can serve as deacons. Wives, too, must be worthy of respect, not slanderers, self-controlled, faithful in everything. Deacons are to be husbands of one wife, managing their children and their households competently. For those who have served well as deacons acquire a good standing for themselves and great boldness in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. So what you have uh, here, Paul is describing the offices of the church. He actually starts this chapter with, with the idea of an overseer, what we know today as pastor. And so verses 1 through 7 are my qualifications, the qualifications of a pastor of a church. And then we have from 8 through uh, 13 where we read, we have the qualifications of a deacon. So you can see that this, this deacon that began waiting on tables in Acts 6, but then preaching in Acts 7 and 8, now is an office in the church. Now that the spiritual side of the deacon is much greater. Now we have a ministry position, an office in the church. And it, and it specifically says they must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience, that, and that those who serve well acquire good standing and great boldness in the faith that's in Christ Jesus. So there is a promise made to the deacon who serves well. So we can see this, again, becoming an office in the church, and that's how we still use it today. It's how we use it in our church, is as a, a leadership position, an office in the church the deacons, and the pastor. So we, we again have to look at these qualifications and say, do we see these in Brad and Ashley? And we do. We see these qualifications in Brad and Ashley. And so today, we're going to ordain them into this ministry. Now, you need to understand our act of ordaining Brad today is simply recognizing what God has already done. We are not bestowing anything on Brad today. We are simply recognizing what God has bestowed on him. We're not giving him any spiritual gifts today. We're only recognizing that God has given, them, given him spiritual gifts and he has agreed to use them in our church. We're, we're not giving Brad anything. We're only recognizing what God has already given Brad today. So, Brad and Ashley, will you come forward, please?
And you can, you can face them if you want. That's fine. And I'm going to ask uh, deacons and wives to come forward. And I'm going to ask first, Rich, if you will pray for Brad, and, and if you will all lay hands on Brad and Ashley, and then Angie will pray for Ashley. Brad, do you promise to strive to live so that you may honor Christ by your life? And do you promise in the presence of this congregation to accept the responsibility of the office of deacon in the church? And to the best of your knowledge, your ability, and the power and strength God gives you to serve Christ, his church, and this congregation in the duties and ministries of a deacon. church. Do you, as members of this church, members of this congregation, acknowledge this man, Brad Fitch, as a deacon in your church? Do you promise to encourage and pray for him and his family and to cooperate with them in the fulfillment of the Great Commission and the mission of this church? If you do, please rise. I am, I'm going to ask again that you lay hands on Brad and Ashley. I'm going to pray for you. And then after that, I'm going to ask that anyone who would like to come forward, pray with them. Let us pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you for Brad and Ashley, their heart for you and their heart for this church. Father, I pray that you empower their ministry. I pray, Father, that, that you guide them, that you protect them from the, from the fiery darts of the enemy. Mm-hmm. Father, I, I thank you for, their, uh, for the blessing that they are to our church. And I pray 
that, that as this ministry goes forward, that you do mighty things in and through Brad and Ashley. And I ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, I'm going to now ask Brad and Ashley to kneel, facing the congregation. Anyone who would like to come forward and lay hands on them and pray, this is the time. that the rest of uh, the deacons and wives have a seat. Brad and Ashley. As you have made these commitments before God in this church, I, I declare you a deacon in this church.
Let's sing something. <laughs> yeah, there ain't enough voice left. <laughs>